For all of you who listen to Submersion and own an Android device, go to the Google Play Store and download the Podcast Republic app. It's a fantastic app that allows you to get all of your favorite podcasts directly on your Android device. I personally use the app and I love it. I can search for the podcast I want to listen to, select it as a favorite, and have it just a click away. Make sure you select Submersion as a favorite so you don't miss any of our new episodes every Thursday. Again, the app is the Podcast Republic app, available on Android devices. We're here. We're live. It's Thursday night. Woo! We're on Twitch. Episode <laughs> 139. I had, uh, had some crazy uh, technical difficulties last night as well. My stream went off with several hitches, so it's just in the air. Really? Something about the, it, man. Something well, in I had to, the I had to go recover my notes. Oh, Lord. Yeah, but, and that's my fault. That's my fault. It's fine, Jamie. About them notes. You're fine. It's okay. We're going to... It's in the... What the hell was that? <laughs> He's with pulling the, his with the first pick in the Submersion 2021 draft, Brom selects Jamie the Brain. Yes! Oh, snap! <sighs> Jamie the Brain! This is where it I get a speech, NFL right? NFL draft night. Drama in the NFL world. Uh, as you can see, Brom there is... You got a that's a Packers jersey, if I'm not mistaken, it correct? Is. Yep, my favorite Packers and... player. Woo! Michael Finley. <laughs> and I myself am a Green Bay fan, and we have just learned today that we may no longer see Aaron Rodgers as a Green Bay Packer, or at least he says he doesn't want to. It's neither here nor there for submarine type movies, unless he decides that he wants to be in one. He seems to get whatever he wants, so. If he wants to be in a submarine movie, I think he could be, but I don't know if he wants to set foot on Lambeau Field again as a Packer. He he does. I like your theory that he's just wanting, a, wanting him to pick a wide receiver in the first round. I, I like coming out with wild theories, as Jamie knows. Um, uh, yeah, we're not going to discuss those theories. But <laughs> we call those conspiracy theories. Yeah. Welcome to Packer Cast, and I'm the resident not Packer fan on this Packer Cast. There we go. There we go. We need We need one. Uh, so, but maybe, yeah. so what you're saying is both of our teams might now be in the market for a QB. Very yeah, possible. Which is which is kind of wild. Or competing. Wait, I'm, what's I'm, happening with Cam Newton? Isn't he's he on still the team? There? Everyone loves Cam. I love Cam. People love having Cam around. But okay. I'm hoping when we get to pick 15 that we are going to see a QB come off the board for the Patriots. That's what I'm hoping. Wow. Either that or trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. Or have, trade for Tom Brady some... back. One of those two. <laughs> Do you have, I don't think do you have going some uh, QBs in mind? How dare you say that, Brady? Brady wants to Sorry. come back. He just doesn't know it yet. Oh, and okay. trade for Gronk. Let's get them both back. Were you Were you looking at the the crop of talent? Do you have your eyes on somebody? Um. Well, I. I mean, I, I like that the high fields. I like that he's dropping just because of like the the raw like kind of talent and his attitude. I do like his attitude. Um. And there's been a lot of like whatever extra stuff to make him seemingly drop quite a bit. Um, but I'm starting to think maybe with, uh, with the 49ers not taking Mac Jones, that that's maybe who we'll end up with is Mac Jones. Cause Belichick like notoriously loves Alabama and Saban. So wouldn't be surprising. Odd. Welcome to Pat's cast. Whoa. With two non-Pat's fans. <laughs> it's a good, that's the best kind of Patriots uh, podcast. Probably. Everyone's probably, like, why are we yeah. talking about this? Why aren't you talking about submarine movies? Yeah, I don't know. Seriously. Honestly, I could probably get more friends to, to jump on the stream right now right now and listen to us talk about uh, the <laughs> NFL draft. If uh, 
we prefer to do a little bit of a live stream event. Uh, right now, Broncos are on the clock. What are you guys' feelings on this? Ooh, the Broncos. <laughs> team that used to be relevant. Um, sorry, Colorado <laughs> listeners. It was just really rough for you guys last year. Sorry, Kyle's sister. Yeah, I know. And the rest of my family, but is what it is. Uh, this is this is a serious question, not related to uh, NFL, not related to submarines, but my wife loves to go to a particular ice cream place where it's only soft serve. What do you guys think? You like soft serve or hard ice cream better? Hand dipped is what it's called. I... Are, you talking about, are you talking about Cherry Berry? Is that the place you're talking about or no? No, 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 no. Dairy Queen? It's a, it's a massive chain. Yeah. DQ. Yeah, no. So I, I, love I will say, love DQ, love their ice cream cakes. Not my favorite ice cream cakes anymore, but used to be. Second, love frozen yogurt, and I love hard ice cream. In fact, I like all ice cream, all frozen yogurt, all soft serve, really wow. anything like that. Put it in my face. I like, pop, I like a popsicle. Give me a nice fruit popsicle into it. Give me an ice cream sandwich. Doing it. Uh, cookie sandwich. Loving it. Uh, so they have these ice cream bars that are like tasting like Snickers and stuff like that. Not a sponsor yet, but I love it. I'm, I'm just not a big ice cream fan. I'm a, I'm a big ice cream fan. Uh, it's one of the very few sweets and desserts that I do eat. Um, I like uh, Dairy Queen soft serve a lot. I like um, Culver's a hell of a lot. They're uh, oh, milkshakes and really? concrete oh. mixers or whatever you call them. That was Extremely like we, good. We came out of the, the bowling season rich, mostly poor for our efforts. Uh, we lost a lot of money this year. As part of bowling. Yeah, big time. But one of the people on the team did win a $15 Culver's gift card. So things are looking up. And he came one time and he was the one who won. And Jamie, you know what? I looked at our winnings because we won like, all right, let's see here. I've still got the money. Yeah, $36.72. Yeah. That's what we got. Um, we Which, pay in that like refundable fee and that was $30. <laughs> we got $6. Yeah, we uh we basically oh God. we pay more than that. We paid more than that to bowl one week of the year. Wait, if you, like you just look at one week, the amount the whole team paid to bowl that week was more than what we we just showed you yeah, as winning. That's wild. And we bowled what? 25 weeks or something? Like it's just like an an ordinary amount of money we lost as a result of bowling. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it gets up into the thousands. Uh, it is what it is. But I mean, hey, we have a good time. It's right. And our, my uh, average, my average has been going steadily up over the last bunch of years. So I'm a pretty good bowler. There you now. go. So, That's pretty funny. Dude, let's see. What do the listeners want, man? Should we just should we start this? Probably, we probably should. Okay. Um, if you're watching and you're prone to seizures, please shut your eyes. <laughs> dive! 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 <laughs> What began as an innocent conversation among friends would soon spiral out of control and later be referred to by future generations as the eighth wonder of the modern world. Mac East Studios takes you on the journey of your lifetime as your captains, the artist formerly known as Brahm, Jamie the Ointment, Kyle El Capitan, and the gruesome twosome present Submersion. episode 139 Whoa. we have got a newer submarine movie we probably should have covered it right when it came out but we didn't so we're here now ready to cover it uh brahm you want to take it away what do we get to watch sure we finally got to watch the wonderfully 
exciting and new Torpedo U-235 2019. And if you're looking to watch this Belgium-made film you, and you have Amazon Prime, it is free to Prime subscribers right now, so you can go and watch it on there. Um, it's only in English. That's something we can get to later. No, I was uh, I was actually very happy because, as I mentioned to you guys before the stream started, I was in the process of making lasagna while watching this movie. And if it had, had some subtitles, I may have missed even more than I already did. You know what I mean? Wow, Jamie. Yeah. Yeah, I'm picking up what you're putting down. So, but, the dubbing, uh, really appreciate the dubbing. Thank you, Amazon, whoever did the dubbing. I'm not sure who did the dubbing. I don't even know if you can get this subtitled, which is kind of strange. But um, I bet I, on, I bet when you get the 4K uh, release, I bet you can get it. Now we're talking 4K Subtitle. Steelbook. Oh, for we're sure. We're talking, baby. I want the extended edition. I feel like I th- I feel like there's a four-hour movie in here, but they just cut it down. That could be. What did we say that? Who said that last week? I think it was Brown who said that about Babylon AD, right? It was a four-hour yeah. movie, but then like, yeah, this one feels like, and I'll uh, and I'll, I'll mention why as I go into the recap. But this one felt like a longer movie than they ended up with, to me. Oh, Ooh. interesting. Okay, well, should we get into? Or do you got you got names and all that? No, you got nothing, Jamie. Whatever. I, the only okay. thing I will say is that this the director of this movie is a total newcomer. This he basically had been part. He had done some TV series and, and a short film, but this was his feature film debut. Oh, really? Yeah, interesting. Which is pretty impressive. I w- I will say that for sure. You're not doing yeah, your, uh, Martin Simmel Rogue trivia here. No, that's for Phantom Zone. Thank you. Okay. Ooh, whoa, whoa, whoa. All right. So, anyways, we open up in a church in we in East Germany. We're in Germany, or we're in the German Nazi-occupied Europe. Oh yeah. And there, it was that we, a church. I feel like it was just like an office. No, it was, there was like straight up a nun right in there. Oh yeah, that's right. There was a nun, and then the nun scowled at the Nazi and was like, "Get out of here, Nazi!" He's like, Sh- yeah. "Shut up." That'd be really great dialogue if that happened. Uh, but that. Um, that's exactly how it happened actually. And so anyway, we pan outside and we see a bunch of guys hanging in the gallows and Nazi officer walks out there and he strikes a match off one of their boots. It's really Jojo. It's very Jojo rabbit (laughs) at this point. Um, getting that feeling of, of the Nazi Germany and he's walking around and we see some people, there's, there's like some people coming in with like weapons and stuff like that. And we see a couple other people and I wish I I kind of jumped up when they started speaking English with the dub. I was like, Oh, I forgot the dub. Thank God. As they were like, come this way. And they're like about to do like some big old mission. Cause then the guy comes in and there's like a big old Nazi there. And they all of a sudden they shoot a rocket and blow up all the ammunition. And that's not even to like get ready for some noise because what's up with those, uh, the gallows, Kyle? Dude, the guys who are hanging there are not actually dead. They just whip open their coats and get their machine guns and gun down like. 50 Nazis, mm-hmm. just take them out. All like, but one. All but one. And the thing that was really strange here is I thought maybe that they would have some kind of device that they were hooked to, some kind of framework or a vest. No, they were, apparently they were just hanging there by their necks, just flexing or something. No, there was they a were, harness. Was there a harness? <laughs> yeah, you yeah, can see like, that. Yeah, they're on their ways. Yeah. Oh, okay. See, I didn't see that. And I was like, probably because you were, did you, that work? Because you were also making a lasagna at the point. At that point. You, you had also started oh, in you know a lasagna. What? 
I promise you they were not hanging from their necks just flexing no. or something. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> all right, well, all right. but see, that's, the, that's better because that was going to be one of my gripes. It's like, how the hell did that happen? Yeah, but, that's, but that's the now beauty I don't of have our, to worry about that. It's the beauty of our podcast because the thing is, is we all make lasagnas while watching, but we all miss different parts of the movie. So when you combine our knowledge, we've all watched the movie. And we have three lasagnas yeah. by the end of it. I know. It's incredible. Great. It is. So, anyways, they take Gagabo into the forest. They've got uh, they've got this the Nazi guy, and they're basically not super into him. And I understand that. And the main guy, he's got like a obviously, you know, a something to pick with these uh, the Nazi because he immediately blows the guy's head off. Head off. He just like blows oh, well, it dude, off after the grenade after like nearly drowning him in yeah. a pretty you know, the, the way this is shot and all that is pretty gritty. And like, I got a real. Especially this campsite area, I was like, "Ooh, we got like a real and glorious bastard yeah, vibe." Yeah, had a very, very much glorious yeah. bastard vibe at this point. Yeah. So Big yeah, time. he's he's just like jamming this dude's head underwater, and then eventually just takes a grenade and chucks it underneath the tub that they're in, and you know takes his head clean off. Yeah. And this is yeah. at the same time that they're Damn. being told to like make sure to deliver the package intact this time. The package being this uh, Nazi officer because he got some important information. And they basically, he's like, uh, screw that. Um, we're also seeing in, in kind of some cutscenes them setting up a new mission. And the guy, they're like, you can choose anyone. And they're like, I want this gr- this crew. They're the ones who are, are we need for the mission. Like anyone but them, they're like wild cards, basically. They're, they're, they're total wild cards. They're, they're like Mackie studio level wild cards. And he's like, no, I can't do it without them. And I was starting already before the next scene. I was like, I'm getting like a little Armageddon vibes here because this is just like training drillers to become astronauts. All of a sudden, I know there's a submarine coming and they need these randos living in a forest to like pilot a submarine. Crazy. What are you going to train them to be a, a submarine, sub- submariners in what, three weeks? And the answer is yes. In a in a montage, maybe. Could be. I don't know. Could be. And then this is even before the next scene where the daughter of the main guy is out shooting and one of the other people that in the crew come up and they're all like smooching and they're like loving on each other. And she, he's like, hey, the main guy just wants to protect his little girl. And I'm like, he's Bruce Willis. He's going to die at the end. Spoiler well, alert. Dang, dude. I was like, he There's is a lot Bruce of ties Willis. through Armageddon. I was like, that's Liv Tyler. That guy's Ben Affleck. He's living to marry her, you know, and and Bruce Willis, he's going to sacrifice his life. And guess what, Kyle? Guess what? God, why are you just, why are you just like tying this all to Armageddon? I guess it's making way too much sense. Uh, um, it is Armageddon. The entire movie is Armageddon. Amazing. And uh, so anyways, one of the like little funny scenes here, she's out shooting. She's got like a, a little rifle and looking at a squirrel through the scope and she's just you know kind of taking target practice and he's like hey check this out i got this new bullet and this is like some kind of i don't know sci-fi incendiary round she's like well let me check it out and they shoot it and you think it's just gonna blow up the squirrel now this thing takes down like a whole tree just like right boom completely blows up yeah i thought i thought it was kind of funny in that scene i enjoyed that it was but, definitely um, check out this bullet at some point she was gonna blow something up oh yeah oh had to so, anyways, they get they get word on the new mission. The guy comes. A guy comes in. He delivers the mission. They're basically like the Congo, and I was like, "Wait, the Congo?" Uh, and they're like, "No thanks." Ooh. Yeah. Damn it. What? I was thinking the movie The Congo. We were just talking about that the other week. Right. Exactly. Oh, I've got. Don't worry. It's going to come up later. Um, 
And but Good. they uh, they're like, no, I'm not interested in the Congo. No Nazis to kill in the Congo. So I'm not interested. And the guy who as he walks away is like, oh, by the way, this mission gonna kill a lot of Nazis. So maybe and they're like, that one. whoa, let's go. Bro. And they're also they're they also seeing like, the high like, five thing. Yeah. What are you talking about? Like the predator high five where they're like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. They do that. Yeah. And then they, uh, but they also see that they're also getting paid like a whole bunch of money. So anyways, they head down. We see a little like map, like Indiana Jones style as they head their way down to uh, Belgian Congo. Nowadays, the what is it, Democratic Republic of Congo. Is that Democratic called? People's Republic yeah, of the Congo. Democratic People's yeah. Republic of Congo. And uh, uh, they get there and they basically see a submarine right there is a beautiful, beautiful U-boat. And they go up to it and they're like. Jesus, because some some one person's like, I'm not like super into water, like, and they're like, oh, well, that sucks. You can't even swim. Yeah, and they go on and they're like, hey, welcome to the submarine. And we also have a uh, there's a German captain there to kind of train them, and we've gotten a, a small scene of him being not tricked, but like convinced, I guess you'd say, to help train them with the promise that they would help. I guess it's the Americans, right, or some or the Belgian government or something would help his. Uh, grandkid his uh, grandson like get out of germany or something and so he's like fine and so he basically he's there he's going to train them in three weeks and he's like basically this is impossible it's a suicide mission so have fun dying and then we get like a montage it's like working for the weekend As like, and they're like learning how to submarine like this is so complicated basically yeah the whole time i mean like some of them are picking it up really fast yeah. and others they just have them like german manuals and like What's this? They're like, Jesus. Had a little bit of a black uh, black sea vibe, I think it was. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Where they had the montage oh, yeah, sure. and that. A bunch of people that didn't really know how to operate a submarine. I was getting more of a to vibe work together. of like Armageddon when they're supposed to be like drilling <clears throat> in like a pool. and But like Ben Affleck keeps like pushing it like a little too hard. And he's like, no, man, it's a simulation. They don't know how to drill. Yeah. Just yep. like that. Yeah, just like that. Anyways. When's um, the last time you watched Armageddon? Oh, I don't know. Probably four months ago. A week ago. <laughs> I was going to say, dude, I was gonna, you like watch this movie. I think it'd probably be a regular uh, thing for you. Uh, I mean, it's a little long. That's why I said I feel like this movie, there's a four-hour movie in here when they have the Armageddon yeah. cut of Torpedo, which I will gladly do if they want to hire me to do something like that. Um, uh, I mean, I, at this point, we also get a scene, uh, which is essentially the animal cracker scene from Armageddon, but with our... Uh, ben Affleck and Liv Tyler, they're on the beach, and he's like basically like touching her boob. I was like, You got real great boobs. Yep, pretty much. Yep. So was I think that's the sexual content. I saw that the movie was rated R for sexual content and some other stuff. I'm like, Was that it? That pretty much was it. Yeah. Really wasn't I mean, too bad. No, other than like people laying underneath sheets or whatever, right. but that's it. Yeah. So, Maybe but that's a little a, smooch. Just but that's the same. That's the same thing with Armageddon. Although when I saw the rating on Armageddon, it said R for animal cracker sexual content. Interesting. Yeah. Is that movie rated R? No, no way. No way. I'm gonna say, come on. Uh, anyways, um, well, we're, we're in the, how far into Armageddon are we at this point in, our, in the recap? <laughs> we're we're, uh, we're, we're not quite in. we're not quite into that one yet. Yeah, we're so still the Steve Buscemi oh, anyway, character yeah. at this point does talk about uh, spying on the Liv Tyler character. Uh, so I'll start to referring the characters by all of their um, Armageddon, <laughs> Armageddon counterparts. counterparts. Yeah, good. Because at this point, Wonderful. we also they get the delivery of the uh, uranium, and the Michael Clark Duncan character uh, arrives on the scene. 
Um, now this is actually kind of a crazy thing where they have some of the um, people from the mine, I guess, some people delivering this uranium because the mission is supposed to be bringing uranium to the United States, which is then get enriched as they study uh, pr- producing a, an atomic bomb. And it's actually kind of some crazy racist stuff at this point. I don't know. Oh, big what, time. I'm not sure what the purpose was other than, I guess, the people becoming less racist or the one person really becoming less racist over the movie. But immediately he's like, I'm not into this black person. And it's like, yeah. uh, what? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, he's not saying it that nicely. There's, no, some, uh, there's some crazy aggressive stuff. language yeah. here that, uh, yeah, I yeah. was, I was kind of surprised that it was in the movie. Cause I was like, dude, you're out there fighting the Nazis and all that type of stuff. Yeah, they like, also had the opportunity to tone it down on? a little bit with the English dub, but they chose to make it pretty crazy. So, well, watch, maybe, maybe the Belgian dub, that's not even a thing. <laughs> like, oh, these English people aren't going to know. <laughs> and the American it's, one's like super racist. Belgium's yeah, like, whoa, like, wait a second. You made this character like <laughs> extra racist. This <laughs> is the movie I made. <laughs> it's like how they changed it's like how they changed um Godzilla, right? The Japanese one to the right. American one. They're like, okay, back then, what did Americans really like? Oh, they were really big into uh the UN. We're like, well, what do they like now? Hmm. Yeah. Let's just add that in. Yeah. So, so anyways, yeah, in the process it was of this, over the top. The the guy who's like the uh, stereo guy or the um, radio guy, he like hears sonar guy. He hears some boats, and he's like, "Oh shit!" And, he, and he's getting some chatter on like a German airwave, and they're basically being found out. And there's some boats coming. And, like it's a line of sight. It's VHF, a VHF or whatever. Uh, they can't be over mountains or anything. Like they can see us, and they're like, "Oh shit, we're gonna have to dive." And they start start to dive, um, and they're able to get away just in time. But in the process, dude, the because they were sold out. They were sold yeah. out by the uranium dealer, man. Yeah. And they, but the, in the process, one of the people from the mine have ended up on the uh, submarine and he immediately is like the best. And yet this guy's like super racist towards them. He's like helping them out oh, all yeah. kinds of stuff. He's like super strong and like, is like helping them, uh, dive, like close, closing valves and all kinds of stuff. And he's like p- immediately like perfect in the engine room. They're like, this guy's like amazing. He's like, I'm a machinist. Like literally no training. He's probably like, you guys are idiots. Like, you guys have been training for three weeks. He's like, I just literally stepped on board. I don't yeah. know what I'm doing. Yeah, here. he said, he was like, I'm a machinist. It's like, well, this is crazy. Why be so racist to this guy? Anyways. <sighs> the American dub. So then they're off for a while. And they're basically, they're like, as long as we're below the surface, like, we're okay. Because... No one can see us. And we're just going to, like, make our way across. And they have a bit of a montage here of them kind of going up and down. Uh, over you know many days and, and you can see them kind of get pretty far into the Atlantic until what would be known as the toilet incident. I believe that's the next thing that happens, Ooh. right? The toilet incident. Schlitz shit. Yeah. yeah. This is a real Some, thing you said, Brom? Yeah, this is something I talked about uh early in oh, early way, in our podcast. Justin quick, Fields quick, off the yeah, board. Justin Fields off the board. Looks like the Bears taking Justin Fields. So yeah, my prediction of potentially Mac Jones may come to fruition. <laughs> yeah, I guess the, the Bears weren't confident enough in Andy Dalton, so I don't blame them for taking a quarterback. <sighs> Looks like there. they were tra- they traded up for something. Looks like it, they traded up for him. I'm just kind of oh, loosely anyways. following. Yeah, yeah anyways, yeah. So early before, in our before, early in our podcasting days. Yeah. I, uh, before the um Oh, sorry. No, you keep going. Thank you, Kyle. I will continue. <laughs> yeah. Uh I, I did a, a countdown of the worst like military blunders in history, and one of them was submarine-related, and I titled it Schlitz Schitz. There was a German U-boat captain, Schlitz, 
uh, who, uh, when he used the bathroom for the first time on his submarine, he didn't remember the order of levers that he needed to pull, and he ended up causing the uh, bathroom uh, to start to overflow. The toilet like flooded, and the water seeped down uh, below the bathroom and directly into the batteries, which created chlorine gas, and they had to surface the boat, and I think the boat sank or something. I think they took on water or something, but ended up... Uh, costing the German military, you know, countless, countless amounts of time, effort, and money. And uh, that plays out in this movie almost to the T with uh, the batteries directly underneath the, the, the bathroom and everything. You can describe it in more detail, I'm sure, Jamie, but uh, based on it's a true story. Exact, exact description of what happens. Basically, one person forgets the order of, of <clears> what to do, overflows it. The captain, the German captain who's helping, comes over and is like, what an idiot. At the same time, they're hearing like an airplane overhead, and they're like, okay, as long as we can stay below. He goes over, sees that chlorine gas is starting to come in, and he's like, we have to surface or else we're going to die. They surface, they open it up, they get all the chlorine gas out of there, and they get someone up onto the gun because they have they have one of those guns on the front of the uh, submarine. Yeah, an anti-aircraft anti uh, yeah. gun. And But what they do is the uh, the plane will circle around and just stay out of, out of range because that's what the U-boat captain says. He's like, they are trained to do that. They're not going to come in until we try to dive. That's when he's going to make his strike because that's how they can get us. He's like, he's on the radio calling more people right now. And so they come up with a pretty clutch plan here. Yeah. They dive the sub. The plane comes in. And then at the last second, we see our like lead renegade guy. He's just calling Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis is on the deck of the sub, almost completely underwater, and he just like mans the AA gun while they're diving, takes the plane out, and just like hangs on, saves the day. Yeah, hangs on because then they were able to surface, and they're like, "Where is he?" And he's like, "Not my time to sacrifice myself yet." And he comes back onto the thing. What? what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it should also like, be noted that uh, he also he's getting. He already really hates the Nazis, right. obviously. And things aren't really... The captain's not changing his mind because earlier the captain got into a bit of a struggle with like the lead CIA oh, operative right. or yeah, whatever yeah. and ended up shooting him, killing him. Yeah. And But the captain's like, if I'm going to run this boat, I want to be uncuffed because he's been in handcuffs the whole time. And he's like, no fucking way that's happening, dude, because... Uh, you're insane. Yeah. We're also get flat oh, the whole time. We're getting flashbacks to what happened to his family and why he yeah. harbors so much animosity. Uh, and you know, it has to do with the fact that he was hiding Jewish people in his house from the Nazis. They found out they came in, they were looking for a very inglorious bastards again, but they're like, tell us where the, uh, the, you're hiding the people. And he's like, no. And then basically they kill his wife and it's like um, yeah, she comes home, yeah. opens the door. Even before she steps foot, they're like, "Gun through that door, yeah. killer!" And then um, next scene is a scene that like I don't know why, very really disturbed me. Yeah. There's a couple scenes in movies that have really disturbed. And I even told Zach about this, and he's like, "What are you talking like, girl with the dragon tattoo?" Like scene disturbed you? And I was like, "Yeah, on that level." And I don't know why, just did. But the um, they've got his baby, yeah. and they've got a tub full of water. And they keep dipping his toes, the baby's toes in, and he's like, find the caves. He says, okay, they're over there. They're up in the fireplace. Oh, they're upstairs behind a fireplace. I said, okay. Yeah, we'll he's go. like, do not hurt my baby. And so the guy's like, okay. And they also have a board over the tub. Mm -hmm. They set the baby on the board. 
and then they slam the door, scare the baby, and the baby falls in. And the guy's cuffed to the wall, and he can't get out. And yeah, so, the, the Nazi had just given a speech about equilibrium, and then it, it all led up to the, the baby right. having to balance itself on the board, which it obviously can't because it's a baby. Yeah. And and yeah. he never told his daughter, who, you know, you know that's the Liv Tyler character, and never told the daughter about this. And, um, and so she just thinks her mom was able to escape to France with the baby and that they'll meet up with them eventually at this point. Uh, so anyways, they've escaped the, um, they've escaped the, uh, the, the plane and next they get a torpedo shot at them. So like we have some more, you know, some exposition things here and there, but, uh, and, and they almost, is this when they almost, uh, get married? Was this the marriage, the marriage uh, one? Yeah. 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 This I is, this so. is it right yeah, the next, the torpedo yeah, so the next, next point is, you know, Bruce Willis finally catches Liv Tyler and Ben Affleck. Uh, smooching um and it's basically like no way ain't happening and she is like, not until you're married and she's like fine a captain of a submarine as kyle very well knows uh can marry anyone kyle actually yes. married uh, me and my wife because you were a captain of a submarine. yes yeah it was quite an incredible ceremony yeah it was even before and i knew Zach you wasn't I know, invited Zach very was much not. was invited his uh his invite got lost in the mail just like mine to his wedding um, and so anyways, they, they go up on deck, they're going to get married. And, uh, at the last moment they see a ship and she's kind of like pissed because she's like, you could have definitely said I do before we saw the ship and had oh, to dive or whatever. Well, he hesitates because he he Bruce, Willis, Bruce Willis is looking at him and he's like, I'm just Ben Affleck. Right. He's like, no. And so, oh, is, but you know, in the end, is this, he, he kind of like tells her or eventually, eventually he tells her. That, that, you know, this is why, because in the end he had this thing, this experience, I know what happened to your mom because I was there and they kind of do another flashback and he's one of the people that went up to the fireplace, like went upstairs and he comes down and sees, he's like a soldier and he sees what the guy did, the crazy person did to the baby. And it's basically like, clearly he then releases the guy, helps him, you know, get out, get the daughter, and they, they head off to start their glorious bastards days. But like, it's kind of one of those things where like, I'm one of the people that knows what actually happened um, at that, at that point. Uh, and so we have that. And then they randomly, almost, almost randomly, you get a shot of a torpedo heading towards them. It's like, ah, a torpedo. And there's a submarine in the area and they're able to just dodge <clears> the first one. Uh, very, you know, and then they're, they go totally silent. They're like, okay, silence. And you can see the two submarines. They're right by each other, right by each other. And then all of a sudden the, the sonar guy like trips the record player by accident and a super loud song goes and they're like, shit, get the uh, engines going. Dude, and they start. Remember moving. the song? No, what was it? Like, we didn't start the fire. It was always burning. Sister words been turning. Trouble in the Suez. We're like, whoa, man. Wow. That's really like, how'd they know? relevant right i don't think that was correct oh what seriously wasn't out at that time it was like no, bye, yeah. bye 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 anyways uh so happy I, about that he's smiling real big about that uh <laughs> like, i got the moves anyways um and so then they they're like it's right behind us basically they're in our battles because we're a submarine podcast we know what's up they're up in those battles they're all up in those battles 
and they're they they uh, at a certain point they're going to shoot they're going to shoot a torpedo up out the front, but then it crushes someone's or they they're going to go out the back. Never mind. They set yeah they they he goes up he's like okay quickly snip these certain wires on the torpedo. Let's load it in. We get a classic torpedo crushing scenario. Or torpedo oh, yeah. crushes someone's legs, and it's oh brutal. Almost like liquefies these legs, man. And we, you know, we see it after the fact. It's like, yeah, my it God. even shows the uh, the the foot just fall off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so he gets his foot crushed again. Uh, the Michael Clark Duncan character he comes in clutch right here, lifts up a torpedo by himself. By himself. oh yeah, dude. I mean crazy yeah it's like that thing you know when like a mom sees her infant trap right. she has the strength of like a million people that's what was going on here yeah and so then they, like, they're able to little man. load the torpedo they fire it off and basically the german captain is sitting there being like it's just time to pray and he's like why it's like because they are also shooting he knows they also shoot a shot a torpedo and the torpedo glances off them and he's like how did we survive that and he's like because they didn't turn off the safety mechanism, the safety mechanism to make sure it doesn't explode a certain distance away from your submarine, so you aren't like horribly damaged. And he's like, "We turn that off, so buckle up, because yeah. it explodes." And holy shit, that submarine is fire. There's leaks, uh, all kinds of stuff go crazy. Uh, and once everything settles down, they settle in for uh, a double amputation because, uh, as we mentioned, that torpedo, a leg crusher. Let me tell you. And oh, then yeah. uh, and they, they they take off the guy's legs and they they're really broken up about it because he's like a football player but I'm not sure in the end that mattered so much it's like we can't take off his legs he's a football player it's like he ain't using those legs for a football no dude like my, I don't know if you've seen those guys. things man yeah ain't happening like so, they look like no bloody noodles yeah all right that's what they looked like that boy ain't play he's not playing anymore soccer so may as well just chop I was surprised off. they even had to saw anything off honestly you yeah. could have looked like taking scissors and just snipped it right like okay we're done with that so they they do that but then at the same time uh they have to surface in order to do all of the repairs because they have a, a huge number of leaks and they're above in a storm and all of a sudden they get kind of radioed and it's a German ship and they've got guns trained right on them. And the German ship's basically like, Hey, what's up? And they're like, uh, yeah, we had like a, we got hit like a mine. Like really in the middle of the Atlantic ocean. Um, okay. Uh, we also heard there was a rogue submarine around. You wouldn't happen to be that, would you? And they're like, like, no, no, nah, nah, nah. Uh, we're fine though. Don't come over here. And they're like, we're coming over there because you need help, apparently, because you hit a mine. And like, oh, shit, they're like, dude. Yeah, come over here. So anyways, they come over there. There's some people there and they're like, eh, it's like suspicious. But like, they're like, yeah, hey, we're all grunts here anyways. And they're all laughing like, fine. So they go and grab some whiskey. All of a sudden, the guy who has his legs amputated starts screaming his head off. And they're like, what the hell was that? Because, yeah. you know. That sounded terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't hear what, what excuse did they give. I was, well, what I was surprised by is that they didn't say up front. Like, they're like, we hit a mine. Where, why wouldn't you just say, we had a torpedo fall on someone. Yeah. And right. he's got his legs crushed. And that's our issue right now. Now, of course, they would come onto the submarine and be like, their submarine is all fucked up. But like, it at least would be something where it's like, oh, we're going to send a doctor over. And it'd be like, yeah, fine. But then they would at least be able to just like, get the person over there the german person would be able to take him over and like here's our guy and yeah try to take him out t take care of him or whatever but anyways he starts speaking french or, or belgian uh and 
clearly alerts the Germans that something's the wrong. The jig is up. Yeah. And they, they're like, oh, shit. And then here's where things go really crazy here because, and I was shocked. I mean, I will say there were a bunch of these is like, okay, Armageddon, fine. We're, I'm watching Armageddon, 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 Armageddon. This was the first time I was like, oh, what the? Because a bunch of people die and I didn't really expect that. I was like, whoa, a bunch of people died. Yeah. Like a bunch of these characters died. And then they're like, what's that sound? And the boat just comes and rams into the submarine. Straight up. And I was like, all right, so this is, this is like right after, um, so like the firefight breaks out and the big boat keeps radio and they're like, Hey, what's going on? And they're like, Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. You know, we'll send them back over. Like, we'll get them over here now. And so they send, um, Liv Tyler up on the deck of the boat and they're like, all right, magic bullet time. And just shoots this like deck gun on a destroyer completely obliterates it and that's when they think they're in the clear like yeah <laughs> and then the boat is bearing down on them and yeah rams the hell out of them because well, so. even as it was happening the boat was heading towards them and it was so close and i was like how are they going to escape this and then the boat just yeah. like splits the submarine in half like, oh they don't oh i see <laughs> yeah <laughs> they didn't escape that because they had this giant hole in the submarine they both escaped to two sides of the submarine and so, like, everyone's kind of going through. Some people get trapped and stuck. One person, sadly, I don't even know why they did this, but sadly, he gets trapped by the watch, a watch that he picked up in the beginning of the movie. And it's like, dang, why do they have to kill? That's Dude, I know. Yeah, like, I don't know why they could did have, that. like, tried to take it off. Yeah. And, I mean, I just, I didn't understand why that was, like, they were like, and look at his hubris for picking up that watch. It's like, what are you trying to even say from this? Like, he gets trapped by this watch he picked up. Um, yeah. And so, anyways, they, they, they both escaped. And at the last moment, Liv Tyler gets trapped out of the last one. And I'm sitting here being like, Armageddon. It's Armageddon. We're heading to Armageddon moment now. Because Ben Affleck, he's pounding the door. He's like, I'm Ben Affleck. I can't do anything. And then they're like, wait. And they quickly tap it over. And, you know, uh, Bruce Willis, he's like tapping back. And they're like, it's a suicide mission. He's never going to make it. I was like, what is he even going to do? And they show him swimming like a goddamn Bruce Willis fish outside of the submarine and back into the submarine through the hole. Yeah. And then he comes over. With just like you said, the, the mom lifting up a car, he lifts this giant yeah. thing off of a door, opens it up. They fall in. She and then he, it's a it's a total. I don't know if you guys have you watched Lost, the yeah. movie, the show Lost, where Jack finds Charlie hanging from a tree in the first season, and he takes Charlie down and he's doing CPR yeah. on Charlie. He's like, Charlie, you're not gonna die. You're not gonna die. And Kate's in there. He's slamming like slamming his chest. Yeah, yeah. Kate's like, let him go, let him go. You're hurting. No, 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 you gotta let him go. And they stop. He stops for a moment. He stops and he sits and he goes. He's like, no. And then he starts pounding on the chest. And then Charlie wakes up. Exact same sequence of events here in this one with Bruce yeah. Willis and Liv Tyler. And she wakes up. And then he's been shot. He had like a a, a bolt go through his a liver. Bolt. Finally, like, right? How many movies do we see where a sub like, around, crashes yeah, to yeah. the bottom and like the bolt shoots around and he's like, oh, that didn't get me. This one goes right into me. He's like, oh, my and like, God. Yeah, and they're basically right like, into my yeah, liver. it went through your liver. So not not a ideal situation, I guess. And so how, did they, not, how did they not flood the boat if that chamber flooded I know, and then they yeah. finally got the door open? Wouldn't the next chamber flood? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't understand that either because they kind of left that open. I was waiting for them to kind of close it again. I'm wondering if maybe they were running through these doors and left one of them open, but maybe he closed the door as he came in. So he yeah, kind of sealed that one Which they didn't show off. that. They, they didn't, didn't show, show it. it. And then but. he opened it up and the water kind of equilibrated between the two, but left kind of opening or whatever. I don't know. I also was wondering about that. But anyways, he's able to get Liv Tyler awake. He's sitting there being basically like Ben Affleck. Ugh. 
Don't hesitate when you say I do. And then you will have to help me. How did he get the boat to surface? He went in, like the captain sacrificed himself so, as well. Yeah. The captain went into the boat and he uh, he went into a flooded compartment and then he, he just is in there turning dials, like mm-hmm. doing his thing. Um, but before he does that, the rest of the crew, the uh, the inglorious bastards, they gave him the picture of his grandkid. It was kind of funny because they drew a little um, little Hitler stash on the baby. Like, he's yeah, like, sorry, sorry about, about this. And he's like, oh, he's like, it's it's perfect. It's great or whatever. And so he goes in there and he turns dials and then he... The sub starts to float from the ocean floor. They're no longer trapped. Now, and, do you think um, it's a phantom situation? Is this all a dream now? It very well could be. The end of the movie? I'm thinking. Although in Armageddon it wasn't, so I'm going to err on the side of them heroically arriving in Florida, Miami, um, to you know save the world, which they also did, technically, kind of. Yeah, because they're in. It ends with them all like, celebrating in Miami, uh, like the astronaut heroes they are, and uh, hearing over the radio that uh, Japan just got bombed. Yep, the end. That's it. Armageddon. Yep. Don't I close Torpedo. my eyes? Don't, don't want to fall asleep because I'm missing baby, and, and I don't, don't want to miss a thing. thing. Even when I dream of you, the sweetest dream of the day, I still miss you, baby. And I don't want to miss you. Should have had it on quadraphonic right there. Yeah, whatever the hell that means. That would have been amazing. Instead, I'm just in stereo. Idiot. Anyways. That's Torpedo U 235. Should we get into some reviews? Sure. I go second. Ooh, should I go first then? If you want to. Or, Brown, do you want to go first? You want to go last? You make the I want you to make an executive decision, Kyle. I will go first. I will not have my review colored by or tainted by anything. So. As I said, this movie contained a scene which deeply disturbed me, and I've only seen that in a was few it, movies. Was it like, the one where the guy was eating the banana on the submarine, and you were like, whoa, don't do that? No, no, you know, when they did, I did see that, I was like, God, why did you bring that on this boat? You shouldn't have done that. Um, but the, the whole baby drowning scene really disturbed me. I was just like watching that. I was like, my God, this is too real of a scene. They, I mean, they did it really well. I like the way the movie was shot. It was really gritty and um, looked good. We've seen movies that don't look good. I can't believe this is honest. When you told me that this is this guy's first motion picture debut, that blew my mind. Uh, I thought there was some good comedy elements mixed in, just some of the stuff with like the, the toilet situation, which ended up being a big thing in the movie. The, uh, the magic bullet, although... Completely unrealistic. Whatever. Uh, I did like the Inglorious Bastards style opening, especially with the guy shooting from the the uh, gallows, all that type of stuff. Um, and I I don't know. This movie really kept my attention. There were a couple things I didn't like. Um, I thought that this movie should have ended in tragedy, but instead they made it kind of a happy ending. I didn't necessarily need that. Didn't need him to be able to swim for like 30 minutes underwater to go save his daughter. 
And then for them to get to Miami, I thought that was, I don't know, not necessarily the way I thought that this would go, should go, but that's the way it went. And English dub, I mean, it was okay, right? We've seen worse dubbings. Yeah. Like, there were only a few times we are like, oh, yeah, like that looked a little off. Uh, but I don't know, really enjoyed it, really had a great time watching this movie. I'm going to give it, just because I gave, I gave Under Siege like a nine. I'm going to give this a 9.05. Wow. Wow. That's a really high score. Very high score. I really liked it. Really liked it. And I don't know, some, when those scenes, I don't know, when the, some, some, when the scene disturbs me, and it was funny because like my mind immediately went to girl with the dragon tattoo. And then Zach and I were talking yesterday. And I told him, I was like, yeah, something did that to disturb me. And he's like, wait, like girl with the dragon tattoo? I'm like, what are you, like, tuned into my mind right now? What's going on here? How do you... So, I don't know, visceral scenes like that where they can be... I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm also a father now. I think that's probably part of it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to come in here. I'm not going to go quite as high as you. I'm going to go pretty high. I did like it. I did like it quite a bit. But... My big critique of it is originality. I think, to me, I was getting whiffs of a lot of different movies. You really got a strong whiff of Inglorious Bastards when you started this movie. Oh, yeah. And it big seems time. like, in a lot of ways, that's what they were doing. They were taking a bunch of recent adventure-type themes and scenes and things, and so it felt a little tropey at times. It kind of I think was they even described one of the characters as built like a bear or whatnot. Uh, early on in the movie, and I'm like, maybe, and I, I think it was yeah. like one of the, the Jewish characters too. I was like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> right. And so, like, that, that's the only thing I think was a little bit odd to me as I watched it. But I agree. I mean, I thought it looked really, really good. It was really fun. It's like a fun movie. Like, if you wanna, if you wanna watch a fun kind of submarine movie. I mean, besides the whole thing, Kyle the tragedy that you described that really hits you yeah. hard. But in terms of like a fun submarine movie, this is one that I don't. I don't think we've had one like this in a little while where you'd say like, oh, that was a fun, super submarine-centric, adventure type film. Like Under Siege, not super sub-centric. Correct, uh, yeah. This one, very sub-centric, adventure, kind of ties in some historical stuff, whatever. And the only, the only thing I can point to to say, oh, I, you know, whatever, is just the fact that it felt like other movies. It just felt like they, someone wrote a script to be like, we are mixing Inglorious Bastards with with uh, Armageddon, and that's what we're making. And so, I don't know. Still liked it a lot, though. I was going to come in at seven and a half. I feel like it's actually low. Maybe I'll go. I'm going to go eight. Does that sound right? Ooh. Does eight sound right? No, seven and a half. Right? No, eight. Eight. We're doing eight. <clears throat> eight. Okay. Yeah. Wow! 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 Uh, I can't disagree with anything you guys have said. Uh, fun movie. And glorious bastards uh, feel right from the get-go, equally far-fetched at times. I'd say probably a little more unintentional that it ended up being as far-fetched as it was. Uh, some of the stuff that we pointed out as being far-fetched, Quentin Tarantino was doing that kind of in an artful, you know, way. The stuff that we were seeing as far-fetched in this one were more like, you know, wouldn't that have flooded the whole boat? Isn't the boat probably have too much water at this point for you to be able to <laughs> yeah. blow the ballast and ride? You know, a lot of things like that, like just physically like far-fetched as opposed to 
Quentin Tarantino's like over the top, like wild, far fetched. Like you know, you aren't supposed to take this serious. Like I think they wanted you to take some of the stuff serious, and it was a little unfortunate. Uh, but I didn't let it bother me. I didn't let the dub bother me. I just had a lot of fun with it. I like that they had character development. Um, I don't mind that they had the scene with the baby. It was obviously extremely dark and yeah. out of place for the rest of the movie, but it was kind of necessary to build why that character had such an intense rage. I mean, you technically don't need it. I mean, everyone hates the Nazis, so uh, but, I mean, this, it could have worked without saying. This really helped, saying, like you but, said, just shape him. Because yeah. you see, like, I mean, his... His violence early on was relentless. You're like, wow, you just blew that dude's head off with a grenade. And then you're yeah. like, that's when you see, like, this is why. This is, he's seeking justice yeah, with Nick so Cage. I thought that was, <laughs> I thought that was, I thought that was well done and done in a way that was, it was very risky, obviously, to do it. But I think they did it in an acceptable way. Um, and then, again, like you said, this was a sub-centric movie. It had all the sub-hallmarks. Um, again, reminded me of Black Sea in a lot of ways, where I had a bunch of misfits tr learning how to pilot a sub, and I really enjoyed that movie. And uh, this was no different. I'm going to give this a – I highly recommend watching this. I think this was better than some of the more recent uh, films we've watched uh, from the past few years. Um, I'm going to give it a 7.5. Ooh, 7.5. It's pretty great. It's pretty great. It's a fun movie. It is a fun movie. And yeah. I guess it's right. I, mean, I don't recall. I'm sure I've seen a Belgian film at some point. I just don't. I don't, on the regular, seek out the newest Belgian releases. Uh, really? So, wow. Weird, Jamie. Yeah, I don't know. I figured that would be something you'd be into. but Yeah. Whatever. Anyways, should we get into some trivia real quick? There's not much, actually. Let's do it. Yeah. So, I mean, the only thing, the only real trivia about this because it you know not too much on the imdb or anything like that is essentially that uh u-235 uh was named they use that name for the submarine as a reference to uranium 235 right oh, uh, so that's, okay. that's kind of the idea but i think the end of the movie and how it gets sunk uh is a reference to the actual u-235 i don't know if you Saw anything about this? Did you read about U two thirty five? I did not. Yeah, so it basically it was it was going heading towards Norway with U one two seven two, and they encountered a small German convoy accompanied by the torpedo boat T seventeen, and no one had been warned of the others that they, they were going to be in those areas, and the vessels uh, the convoy had been warned of a potential British submarine in the area, so U twelve seventy three immediately dove and like went away. U-235 surfaced to identify itself. Basically, like, I'm, we're not a British submarine. But seemingly for some reason, as it was surfacing, changed its mind and decided to dive along with U-1273. T-17, thinking that must be the British submarine, attacked it with depth charges. And then after they depth charged the submarine and sunk it, saw that amongst the wreckage were uh, people in German uniforms. And so it was sunk with 46 men on board by accident uh, as a result. Hmm. And so in a similar kind of thing that happened in this one where it's an identification, they service and they have some warning of a potential submarine in the area. Um, so kind of an interesting little thing there. Yeah. Then, uh, so Phantom Zone. Oh. New England Patriots pick is in. It's pick is in? I'm not, I, wait, 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 wait. I'm seeing that they're just up now. 
Oh, the pick oh. is in. I'm seeing it too. <gasps> they haven't made the announcement yet. Okay. But, uh, so you want, should we do Phantom Zone real quick while we wait for the shorts? Sure. Do Phantom Zone. Engage the Phantom. So I was shocked, shocked at how easy this one actually was. Martin Semmelroge, who played Kirschbaum, who was actually the SS officer who drowned that baby, Kyle. He was one of Wonderful. the main sailors uh, in um, uh, Das Boot. Which one I'm, of my favorite characters from yeah. Das Boot. Yeah, he's kind of the he's kind of the jokey second watch guy or something. Yeah, I think he's number two. I think they call him. Yeah. Uh, always has the shit-eating grin on his face. Right. You and, and in the opening scene, he's like kind of the best in the opening scene because they're all getting drunk in at this thing. And he's like kind of uh, all over the prostitutes in the opening. Yes. Um, yep. And yeah, I don't really have too much to say about uh, Ed Harris. Obviously, he vacations in Belgium. So they did approach him about uh, starring in uh, the movie. Um, and yeah, he is fluent in uh, Flemish or French, French or whatever original language this was in. Um, What's Flemish? Is that a real language? I believe it is. Uh, <laughs> I, I believe so. <laughs> but what, what was what, what ended up being is like he he read the script and he was fine with that baby scene. He was like, yeah, 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 I'm an actor. I can deal with that. But it was a torpedo crushing the legs because he actually was a big time football player. Like he was drafted by all the big clubs um, to play and uh, also suffered a serious torpedo crushing accident that ended his uh, hopes for um soccer i mean but uh, i mean luckily his robot legs have made him have come in uh handy in his acting career so. wow mm-hmm. the, the patriots have a new quarterback is that right is that mac jones mac jones told you guys am i not a Patriots? Fan? wow i know what's happening Look i know what's up here holy smokes holy smokes i bet he's going to be actually i do think he'll probably start by like week nine or something i guess it depends on when our bye week is probably uh, when he'll actually start starting uh, in the end. All right. And you guys want to do a quick uh, trivia? Yes. All right. So, it. as you mentioned, Congo, what does everyone's mind immediately go to? People mowing down gorillas with lasers. So, I'm what? talking about Congo. What? You ever seen the Congo, bro? You ever, no. you ever watched it? You've never seen the movie Congo? I don't think so. Well, Holy shit, dude. Laser beams, Congo toy. volcanoes, gray gorillas. Wow. Remember combined. the gorilla that they're making talk? I remember the, like co- my the, name the, is the poster, Amy. doesn't it? Just have like the like the side of a like face of the gorilla, like yeah, half dude. the face of a gorilla. Yeah. Dude, my parents when I was younger, because I used to love that movie so much, because I'm like really love gorillas and monkeys and stuff. They bought me a um, a toy of one of the gorillas in the movie, but it's it's a gorilla that's in the movie for like a half second right. because it's just lit on fire and it runs through the screen. <laughs> <laughs> and like the toy has just got this like gorilla. It's just just completely covered in burned burns. face. I'm like, my God. Yeah. It was awesome. So this is gonna be a Jeopardy round called That's a Novel Place. Oh it's a novel place. Ooh, All right, so go. 200, 400, 600, 800, 1,000, Brahm, you scored it lowest. You get to go first. Give me two hundred. A Nigail Marsh mystery is called When in This City. Mm, Rome? Yes, it is Rome. Kind of led you there because I didn't know what most of those words in that question meant, but I yeah, have the answer. <laughs> yeah. Kyle, 400, 600, 800, or 1,000. Uh, 400, please. Ooh, I feel like this one's actually the hardest one of the category. Uh, right. A rum drink or a 1998 Elmore Leonard novel? 
a rum drink or a 1998 Elmore Leonard novel? It's in a Tom Collins. No. It's a place, a novel place. A novel place? Um, Bron, I might know this I don't one. know. A rum drink or a 1998 Elmore Leonard novel? Is it Cuba? Is, that, is, is Cuba a drink? Yeah. It's not. So it's Cuba Libre. <laughs> Cuba Libre. Oh, God. Was All I right? right? No. Well, you were, you were right with Cuba the place, Libre. but it's Cuba Libre is the drink. All right. So oh, I didn't name the drink. Well, a rum drink or a 1998 Elmore Leonard novel. Oh, both, that's, why, both, that's why I knew Cuba Libre was the drink. That's yeah, why both, I said I guess but, Cuba. Well, I thought and, I had to name the place. Well, a rum drink or a 1998 Elmore Leonard novel, the answer is Cuba I follow. Libre. I follow. All right. So, I, I'm going to give myself credit for that one. Yeah. So, Brom, 600, 800, or 1,000? 600. E.M. Forrester novel set against the backdrop of the British Raj. The British what? Raj? R-A-J? R-A-J. Raj. Raj. E.M. Forrester novel set against the backdrop of the British I don't know. Kyle, you got this? Ian Forster novel? War of the Worlds. It is not. No, it's, it's Orson Welles. Yeah, no, it's Passage to India. A Passage to India. Guys, Ian Forster novel. Oh. All right, 800 or 1,000, Kyle? 800. These title boys in an Ira Levin novel are clones of Hitler. These title boys in an Ira Levin novel are clones of Hitler. The German boys? No. I will say, I, I read an I wrote Levin novel this year called Sliver, which they made into a terrible movie. He also wrote Rosemary's Baby. And he wrote the book, Boys from Brazil. Boys from Brazil. Brazil. And then hmm. you both can chime in for this $1,000 question, which you may already have a sense of what it might be about. This Michael Crichton novel features a gorilla named Amy. Buzz, buzz, buzz. Oh, Kyle, what's up? What do you think? What is the Congo? Uh, wrong. It is not the Congo. It's just Congo. God. Of course. <laughs> and that's it. Did I not call out Congo when we were talking earlier? Because you're like, it kind of has to do with this movie. And I was like, the Congo. Exactly. Guys, obviously. Who wouldn't talk about Congo? Oh, I can't believe you've never seen that, Brom. I forgot all about that movie for like the past 26 years until you just now mentioned it. You want it on 4K for your birthday? I, I'd watch it. Fuck yeah, you would. <laughs> I don't, I don't think I need it in 4K because I'm not sure I'd watch it a second and a third and a fourth time, but I, oh, I'll watch it. I, if you I, watched I, I it in 4K, you'd understand. I yeah. seriously have probably not heard about that movie yeah. since the year it came out. You don't have to watch. Jamie and I literally talked about that the other yeah. week. Well, we also just watched it for Bad Movie Twins. Because I have a website, and you guys know, but it's called BadMovieTwins.com. Oh. That's BadMovieTwins.com. And we watched that not that long ago. But, uh, yeah, no, you really have to watch one scene. That's when the lava starts flowing from the volcano, and a bunch of gorillas light on fire, and they also mow them all down with laser beams. And then they run out, and they jump into a uh, hot air balloon. So that'd be great that for season. Incredible. What's what season is hot air balloon season again? I don't think we have Would it. you consider that an extreme sport? Hot no, air balloon? No, probably no. not. Although it was pretty extreme in Ghosts of Mars. So. Oh, 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 maybe. All right. Would you consider is hang gliding an extreme sport? Uh, yes. Okay, so we can do Escape from LA again, and we can do Mechanic Resurrection again. 
because he yeah, jumps onto definitely. the hang liner for that one second. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, and we can do uh, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. They hang glide in that one. Yeah, at the end to get to White Castle. Yeah. I just really want to watch uh, Point Break sometime soon. So wait, the new one or the old one? Old one. Okay. <laughs> well, I hope the new one was terrible. All right, you guys ready? It's it's sub sub world world wide wide. Quick feedback, Kyle, just to say. Yeah. Font, Subs Worldwide. It's got like Roman, you got New Times Roman on that guy? Or what yeah, that? I know. Yeah, play, play I know. that again, Kyle. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure which one that is. Brown's like, our, our font expert, you know? It's pretty uh, It's pretty basic font looks there. Like time. You should do, what you should do is you should put it in the Subway Sandwich font. Subs Worldwide. Oh, is that a thing? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Like, okay, yeah. Well, you're welcome. Yes. Thank you very much. So I just want to do a little bit of a follow-up. I'm going to keep this kind of short tonight. I talked last week about the Indonesian submarine, the Nangala. At that time, it had not been found. It was still missing. Unfortunately, it has been found, broke into at least three pieces on the ocean floor at a depth of 850 meters, or if you are on the U.S. system, 2,550 feet, well below crush depth. All 53 crew have been lost. Um, They are sending out DSRVs and whatnot to try to recover, see what has happened. So some people are pointing fingers because it's, 40-year-old boat, sending it out, doing that type of stuff. But who knows at this point what has happened, but that sub has all been lost. Figured I'd just update you. That's all I've really got for Subs Worldwide tonight. That's sad to hear. It is. I feel like it's almost like full circle. We could almost end the podcast now because we started the podcast at the time when a submarine went missing lost the argentinian one yeah it was like right when we started that was happening oh, it's kind of crazy if you think about i was telling my wife i'm like yeah there's been a lot of big submarine incidents that have happened since we started this podcast she's like yeah but you're probably just noticing it yeah. because you're focused on the stuff and i'm like maybe <laughs> but like the argentinian one went missing and then that that uh guy over in europe killed that news reporter on the one that's true and now this one's gone missing there's stuff going on here. Yeah. The OnlyFans situation with that submariner doing stuff at the sub base. I mean, true. who knows what else is going to transpire in the next 10 years while we keep finding sub movies. <laughs> Jamie's eyes got wide. He's like, please, God. <laughs> 10 years. Um, yeah. Your, your child's going off to college. Like, I just got to record. Oh I just got to record the podcast real quick. Yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I'll help you move all your shit right after I do this episode. I'm like, Jamie, change your colostomy bag. Exactly. Because <laughs> now I live with you because I'm an old man. Yeah. That's how it goes. Right. You have the tennis balls on the bottom of the walker. Right. <laughs> all right. Uh, anyways, Brom, do you have anything for us tonight? Hit me with it. Tube three ready to fire, sir. Commence the countdown. Give it to me. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Some technical difficulties. Did it even play? It played. Did it even work? You didn't hear it? No, we didn't hear no, it. No, not at all. <laughs> Did it work? Not that time it worked. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. I hope it worked the other times. That's pretty loud on my end. Uh, with the countdown tonight, I am doing some NFL draft fun facts. Ooh. Since we are in the midst of the NFL draft, uh, these come from USA Today, and they're pretty fun. I had some fun with it. If you're not a, uh American football fan, you may not know what I'm talking about on some of this, but uh, I feel like you'll be able to put the pieces together here and uh, get s- and, and, and understand some of the excitement around the draft and the, the history around it. Uh, and we're, that's where we're starting is the history of the draft. Uh, with number five, the first NFL draft took place in 1936. 81 players were drafted, but only 27 ended up being good enough to play an NFL game. Wow, that's a fun fact. Yeah, pretty poor hit rate back in uh, 36. Uh, I mean, there's also not many teams, right? No, there weren't. Like 8, 10, 12, something like that. Green Bay Packers, though, they were dominant. And that's actually an addendum to the fun fact. Uh, The Eagles, the owner of the Eagles, I think, proposed that there be a NFL draft. They didn't call it the draft at the time, but he said, we need to come up with some way to uh, get more talent on some of these other teams because the Bears, the Redskins, the Giants, and the Packers are just kicking way too much ass and we don't have a chance. Um, So they instituted the draft. Uh, number four, the Washington Redskins like to trade draft picks so much that they only made three first round picks between 1969 and 1990, 21 year span where they only made three first round selections. They liked to wheel and deal. Number three, six number one picks have gone on to quarterback their teams to a Super Bowl victory. Do you want us to try and name them? Go for it. Name one. I'd name one. Yeah, I don't even know if I can name one. Johnny Manziel. Peyton Manning. Yes, Peyton Manning. Correct. Peyton Manning would be one of them. Yep. Um, John Elway. Oh, no, wait. Yeah, John Elway. No? I don't remember. He held out because he held out, so I don't think he ended up being the number one. I don't know. Who are Should they? it be like Dan Marino? I don't, I don't know. Didn't win one. Dan Marino didn't win one. That wasn't part of the oh, trivia. Yeah. yeah, Marino never did. Uh, best best quarterback, arguably, to never win a Super Bowl. Uh, number two, this one is a, is a trivia question for you here. Which team is the only team to make four first-round pick selections in a single NFL draft? Who the heck would have been traded that many things? I feel like it's going to be like the the Jags or the Bills. My guess is the Browns. 
very good guess. The Browns have had uh, a few years where I feel like they've had two or three in the first right. round. But the correct answer is the 2000 New York Jets. Oh, my, I was going to say the Jets, but then I was remembering. I, I remember one of those years where, like, like because when they did when they took Manziel, they had like two other first round picks, and part of it was like, oh, they're just taking a risk because they got these other first round picks or whatever. So right. I thought, oh, one of those years maybe they ended up with four. Right. But yeah, yeah I was going to say Jets. Three. Jets made some sense. Yep, New York Jets. And then number one, this one is directly, again, from uh, USA Today. Uh, very interesting fact here and military-related. In 1944, mm-hmm. the Eagles used their 20th round pick on Syracuse fullback Norm Michael, but were unable to contact him because he'd enlisted in the Army soon after college. It wasn't until 55 years later, when he was fi- flipping through his local newspaper, that an elderly Michael saw a list of every Syracuse player selected by the NFL and learned that he'd once been drafted. That's a super fun That's fact. That's real. That's amazing. It's a real fun fact. Wow. Imagine reading in the newspaper <laughs> 55 what years would you even later. Do? You're like, what like oh, heck? shit. Got to call him up. Yeah, exactly. Still, still want me? Yeah. yeah. Just show up and be like, gotcha. I'm here. Let's do it. <laughs> Just here to bring home wow. bring home some hardware for you, sir. Amazing. Those are, those are fun facts, man. I like that. I got to say, they were definitely fun, and they were presumably facts. They were Maybe. One can all only real facts. Assume. Unless USA Today is... Written by, web of written, lies. Yeah, written by Zach. USA Today by Zach. You're like, no. <laughs> USA Today by Zach.com. Right. That's <laughs> available. www.zach.com. Zach.com? No. Zach.com. Let's no, see. but USA Today by, USA Today uh, by Zach. Kitchen decor <laughs> supplies, coffee mugs, table supplies. What is this? It's, yeah. I probably got a virus. Uh, Zach.com. Not a sponsor. That is, <laughs> that is all we got, man. Definitely this not is a it. sponsor. Yeah, so we're keeping, it, we're keeping it pretty short. We do that. Why do we do that on the good ones? Right? We keep them short. It's because we have three. Well, not we have three people. Yeah. And Zach's not playing like a thousand uh, sound effects. Oh, that's true, dude. One of the episodes I think that we should probably revisit, maybe redo, is a movie that Brom has watched. The one that we brought him in on, and it was just the disaster episode. Oh, Black Sea. Black Sea. Yeah. The Frankenstein episode? That movie is really good. I think I saved the uh, audio file. I just uh, built a new PC this past weekend. Do it. Awesome. Beautiful rig. And I I kept, the only audio file I kept was uh, episode eight because we have the unreleased episode <laughs> out there. The unreleased super long recap episode? Is that what it was? <laughs> it was like two out, and a half hours. Like, yeah, I did the recap, and I think it took like over an hour. Somehow, ridiculous. Yeah, somehow, despite doing incredibly long recaps, my recaps are more concise than when you guys tried it on Black Saint. It was incredible, but we recapped anyways. every little detail, everything. Like I had notes, like scene by yeah, scene. Yeah, me too. I still have the notes this. too. Should we start doing oh, that again? Man. That sounds it'll great. It'll be it'll be a nice little artifact uh, in the museum dedicated to us someday. Yeah, well, if you know people are at work and they're like, "Well, I just like to listen to an eight-hour podcast about an hour and a half movie," be like, "Let's do this." I gotta check and see. No, no audio commentary on my 
police academy film. Oh, lame, oh, Jamie. Come on. All right. I think that's it. That's it. That's it. Signing off. Don't want to close my eyes. Don't want to fall asleep because I, I miss, miss you, baby. baby. And I don't want to miss a thing. Sweetest dream will never, never do. do. I still miss you, baby. And I don't, don't want to miss a thing. Thank you for listening to Submersion. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Thursday. If you like what you heard, please leave us a rating wherever you listen. Want to interact with us? Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We also love to get messages from all of you. If you have a suggestion, a comment, or just anything you'd like to share, please email us at maceaststudios at gmail.com. <laughs>